Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Pod Network Entertainment. Well, another interesting story is why did I choose beer as the first as the first product? At that time, sabi ko, I was enjoying uh, beer, um, and I was going into into entrepreneurship um, head on. So I said, you know, there will be very good days, there will be very bad days. If I'm happy, there's beer. If I'm sad, there's beer. If it becomes a bad batch, we'll we'll just finish it. So I go, oh, bah, bah, talo, bah, talo. we'll just drink everything. Uh, you have to scrape through uh, all your connections and contacts list. So I think like we all started there. Uh, may kilala ka bang marunong marketing? May kilala ka bang graphic designer? That was my day one as well. I was the driver. I was delivering my first cases of beer. Uh, I was the one pitching to to the bars. To uh, no, I was opening the bottles in front of them. Oh, try it, try it man lang. Picking up the bottles for reusing, for recycling. So I, I went through all of that. Being in bazaars at that time, usong usong yung mga bazaar, um, so Rockwell or so whatever. Yeah, I was, I was setting up, you know, in my tiny wigo, um, cases and cases of beer. I can fit in the whole booth sa loob ng small car na yon. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning to wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast from here in the Philippines or from whatever part in the world. Welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I'd like to interview the country's pioneering business personalities and trailblazing entrepreneurs to learn more about how what they think about business. What are their success secrets? Can we replicate those success secrets in our own businesses? How have they innovated, pivoted, evolved their businesses during the time of the pandemic? But more importantly, what business opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let me know. I would love to learn from them as well. At the same time, just drop me a message. We are also available right now on Kumu, YouTube, and, uh, and of course, in CBRC TV. Now, tonight is a very special episode. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had the Ramon V. Del Rosario Club Awards. This awards was jointly organized by the FINMA group together with the De La Salle University, Ramon V. Del Rosario College of Business. And the award, the Club Awards, aims to recognize youth entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 to 40 who demonstrate exceptional leadership in their respective fields through organizing and managing sustainable businesses, social enterprises, or self-initiated programs that uplift the lives of others. And tonight, we've got one of the winners of the Club Awards joining me here on the show. His name is Stephen Michael Cohen. He's truly a visionary entrepreneur who has been the co-founder and CEO, not just of one entrepreneurial business, but of two businesses. The first one you might be familiar with if you are a beer connoisseur, that is Nipa Brew Craft Beers. And the second one 
is worth the health foods or WTH foods. Stephen's journey into the world of sustainable food innovation and craft brewing began with a shared passion for showcasing Filipino creativity and locally sourced ingredients. Very interested to find out more about the entrepreneurial journey of Stephen. Let's welcome him here to the show. Stephen, welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi, RJ. I'm a big fan of yours and thanks for having me. Yeah. Stephen, keep it very exciting for me over here. <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm going to start off right now um, by asking, first of all, Stephen, as I transfer, just transfer where I'm speaking from, is that uh, in a nutshell, first of all, explain a bit more uh, if you're making a pitch about Nipa Brew Craft Beers. What is Nipa Nipa? Brew craft beers all about, and I'll be I'll be moving it to another signal. So please go ahead. Hi RJ. So um, yeah, so my name is Steven. I am co-founder uh, of both Nipa Brew Craft Beers and Worth the Health Foods, uh, which I'll explain in a while. So Nipa Brew Craft Beer is one of the pioneering craft beer brands in the Philippines. We launched around 2015 when uh, it was a wave of of craft breweries local craft breweries, craft beers that are um, launching and Poblacion uh, in Makati uh, became our home. So we also have our tap room in Kame. Uh, we're here in Kamagong in San Antonio, Makati, uh, where we showcase our um, special beer creations. So how do we differentiate craft beer is uh, by the quality, by the ingredients we use and through our creativity. So we brew different styles of ales and lagers from your wheat ale to blonde ale to dark ales um, to IPAs to India pale ales and scotch heavy ales. Uh, We have all of these wonderful recipes um, showcasing Filipino creativity. So we create craft beer for the Filipino palate. Um, when, When we started, the problem we saw or what I really enjoyed uh, was the pub culture over in UK or in Europe. And I wanted to bring that back here uh, to the Philippines. We were, um, at that time, I think uh, craft beer was not yet very big. So we have all of these big beer brands that we are very familiar with. Uh, but at the same time, we also saw that Filipinos were craving for something different, uh, to have more adventure, and that's, how we started Nipa Brew. So with Nipa Brew, our tagline is actually brewed for adventure. Um, we want to take you to a world of flavors. Uh, we want to let you experience something that's not boring anymore. Um, and and we feel that uh, craft beer is, uh, I guess, the future, uh, part of the future. The same with uh, our other business, uh, the Worth the Health Foods a plant-based alternative protein startup, which I'm also very excited to talk about. I just want to, I guess, uh, to, to continue sharing uh, the plant-based journey as well. Uh, it was during pandemic. We all experienced um, the pandemic and we wanted to eat healthier uh, and be healthier. And that's also when partially our journey about plant-based alternative proteins began. So Worth the Health Foods is a plant-based alternative protein startup. Uh, We are operating in the Philippines, doing R&D in Singapore and in 
Prague, where one of my co-founder is as well. Uh, we sell our plant-based meat products under Umani, which sounds like umami, uh, the taste, but it's also the Tagalog word for harvest. So we wanted to truly showcase a Philippine brand of plant-based uh, meats, seafood, and alternative protein. Uh, we also have a few kiosks out there um, called Umani Bistros, which we uh, used to showcase new creations of our uh, plant-based products in, in very familiar formats. So from your sisig to uh, sausages, shawarma, uh, which are all plant-based, and, and some unique creations uh, like a sisig pancit bihon or sisig uh, wonton, which we are releasing soon as well. And our main test kitchen is also in, in Makati, uh, sharing space with Nipa Brew craft beers here in uh, Kamagong, on Kamagong Street, San Antonio Village in Mahati, where we showcase more food innovations. So we're moving beyond uh, plant-based meat. We're also researching on other uh, plant legumes from the Philippines, from kadios to mongo to, of course, you have your usual uh, soybeans, but we're also testing the nutritional, functional, and uh, textural properties of um, other plant ingredients like jackfruit, microalgae, macroalgae, or seaweeds, uh, and, and even coconut. Um, we're fermenting different uh, products to enhance their nutritional contents. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that, that's about uh, the, the two businesses so far. So with, with the plant-based, uh, so how, how the journey... Uh, I guess began um, is I'm a science entrepreneur. I I took up biology back in college, and I have two masters. One is uh, from UP, and another one from uh, University of Cambridge. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get the Shivning scholarships ten years ago. Um, allowed me to study for a master's in bioscience enterprise in in Cambridge. And with that, I saw that uh, the Philippines was lagging in, in innovation. Uh, the only time that we were um, mentioned was the high incidence of uh, dengue. And we're one of the 29 countries that cultivate um, genetically modified uh, crops. And so I, it's, a, it's a long-term dream for me to put the Philippines on the map of global innovation and uh, so far, um, we're getting recognition here uh, and, and globally. Um, the last one being the RVR Ciclab Awards for Impact Entrepreneurs, which I'm very honored to have uh, received. And, and, that's the, and that's how it began. Um, when I came back 10 years ago from the UK, uh, I saw the need for for science-based entrepreneurship. And I felt that uh, science uh, is best expressed through food or agriculture, especially here in the Philippines, something that is very easy to explain to, to the younger generations, um, something that's easy to showcase. So it's, it's through uh, food. And so we started with something that I really enjoyed when I was studying in the UK, which is the pub culture. Uh, they have the pub culture not to get drunk, but to unleash their creativity. So like Harry Potter was written in a pub 
um, the DNA was discovered in a pub. So I wanted to bring that um, culture kind of uh, back here in the in the Philippines and through also showcase uh, Filipino creativity through our flavors. I love how you were able to to, to weave the whole story over here, Stephen, without <laughs> being here. But thanks so much. It's, it's really a great story. But before everything else, I I, I want to, before you get to more of the story, I know that you also won in the Ramon B. De Rosario Awards. Can you tell us a bit more about what the awards was all about and why is it, you know, why do you feel it was important for you to, you know, because you have to apply for the award and you won it. Yeah. What do you think it means for you as, as a company? Uh, first of all, like, um, Really thankful for the RVR Club Awards uh, to Finma and and De La Salle University uh, for. I'm not sure who nominated me, uh, but but I, I I was nominated and then I applied, and I just wanted to showcase um, the impact that we have as a company, and as well it it serves as a testament to our hard work, um, to our impact in the community, and uh, so the recognition is. Um, as an added bonus. But what I am very, I guess, looking forward to is the new network of friends and supporters that uh, that we got. Um, and because of the RBR Awards, I'm also uh, in your show, uh, oh. which I've been trying to get into. But I guess uh, this, is, this is the way to get to, to RJ. So great, great. Uh, yeah. very, very... Um, thankful for the for the RVR Ciclab Awards, um, which was just held uh, last month. Yeah, that's right, last month. And, and now I want to go step back a bit. I know that uh, I'm sorry if, if the signal for mine disappeared a bit, no. Um, but but really, um, as I look at you, no, I, I I'm not sure if you discussed it, but you said that you have a biology background from Ateneo and a technology degree, and and um, and and on top of that one, that you had a uh, a science degree. That doesn't, parang for me, it doesn't speak much about the entrepreneurial mindset or background because sometimes you can be very academic. I hope you understand where I'm coming from, but academic and bookish, don't you see translate to saying, I want to strike it out on my own. So where did the sort of like the entrepreneurial spirit come for you? Was it because uh, I make an assumption that you were a Filipino Chinese, so you come from a very entrepreneurial background and that's where it came from? Yes, I think uh, that's partly true. Um so the family is into business, uh, but nothing to do with science or food. So, and, and it's my desire really to to showcase uh, Philippine innovation, I guess. Um, and I saw it through entrepreneurship, where we could not only create impact for our consumers, uh, especially now that we are in the plant-based segment, uh, we are creating impact um, on health on, on of our consumers the health of our farmers, the environment, and even the animals. So I guess like, I, 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 it's, it's, a very, uh, it's a very exciting journey to be, to be an impact entrepreneur and to be a science-based entrepreneur. So uh, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know what, um, if I would do another uh, career uh, other than entrepreneurship, but it's been a fun journey. It's a crazy journey. It's very difficult, especially in this country where you don't get a lot of support for being innovative. Um, mm -hmm. But but yeah, uh, we've, we found a way to showcase it to the world. So uh, we're getting recognition as well uh, in the region, in, in Malaysia, in Singapore. Uh, and we're looking, we're, we're setting our sights to Europe as well to showcase Philippine innovation in, in Europe. 
Fantastic. I mean, you could be the next uh, Don Papa Rum uh, in, in, the, in the vein of, and for those people who do Don Papa Rum was actually uh, developed here in the Philippines, but it was uh, bought out by an international liquor uh, company. Uh, but the, the question I have over here also, Stephen, is that um, when you talk about your background, because I like it, you said that it you know, makes you a bit different, is that the mindset of somebody who is an entrepreneur per se, meaning that, you know, he's trying to create a product by seeing the pain points. Uh, you're coming from a different perspective. And it's interesting because scientists like yourself come from a different perspective because I've had people from Shell Livewire developing uh, uh, technological-based products coming from their knowledge. You know, what, what can you say makes it a bit different from you being an entrepreneur, a regular entrepreneur from a science or tech-based entrepreneur? I know you're both solving pain points, but sort of like, how do you see the world differently? That's what I'm curious about. I would actually admit that I think we are at a disadvantage as a science entrepreneur because we love our solution. And sometimes the problem is not there. Uh, we love our solution so much. Uh, we've, created, we've created so many uh, food innovations in the lab, uh, but the market is not ready. Although we understand that the market could be there 10 years from now, um, especially for these alternative proteins, as our... Uh, demand for protein really increases. Um, the world, from calculations, uh, on paper, you know, the world couldn't sustain that demand for uh, for protein um, using the, the traditional sources, which are animals and livestock. And as we know, parang livestock and uh, the livestock industry is one of the heavy polluters in terms of greenhouse gas emissions, uh, water usage. So there is a need to look for looking at this. No, with, coupled with climate change, there is a need to look for solutions. And one way, uh, there's many, many ways. I'm not saying that plant-based alternative proteins are, are the main ones, but um, we, we are in food. We saw this, uh, we, we saw this solution uh, and we came up with, with plant-based um, alternatives, meat alternatives. And then, you know, when you, uh, the difficulty with, uh, with a food business, you have to release it out there in the market. So after like months and even years of research on uh, perfecting this plant-based Sausage mm-hmm. or sausage, for example, and then you give it to the market. <laughs> Food, eh? it's it's a very personal choice, and then uh, I know a Filipino market would be like, oh, "We're okay with the real pork sausage." Uh, so you know, so we saw that problem in a in a big picture sense. We have the solution, and then the market doesn't respond. So. Um, that's also a very, uh, very interesting, I guess, perspective for a food science entrepreneur that um, it's product based. It's not really tech based. Uh, we're competing against other food companies, which are very focused on, on taste and, uh, and the cost as well, especially with a very uh, difficult parang economic environment these days with, with high input costs and tas uh, ng bilihin. So, especially yeah, now. Especially right now. Actually, right now, yeah. So we have the solution for a for a very long term problem, um, but we have to also keep ourselves grounded and see the reality. What's happening here? What do Filipinos need? Uh, what do the, what do our region? What do our um, regions or markets uh, need? So, yeah, uh, I think as scientists, you know, we're, we're we fall in love with our babies <laughs> very uh, very much. Um, we love to stay in the lab, you know, create all these wonderful innovations and creations. And then, uh, you know, we doesn't realize that um, maybe the world is not ready for these uh, solutions. So 
Yeah, so I guess it's a little bit of a disadvantage versus, you know, the real entrepreneurs who really understand the problem and really find solutions uh, disregarding, you know, whether they, they love the, they fall in love with their creations or uh, solutions. But yes, um, I think, I think you're right. Being an entrepreneur, you, you have to look for that big problem and, and solve it. Which is very interesting because actually we can talk about the whole journey. I mean, it's interesting to actually talk about the journey and how you, how you plan to get there. Because I mean, like, like for, for us who are trained to be entrepreneurs, the idea is that, you know, every, and I'm sure same with you, it's every failure is just a way to figure out your, your, your pathway to success. Or you just keep on iterating your, your dish or you keep on iterating what you yes. have until you finally come up with a solution that there's a better product market fit, especially for your product. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, then having said that, I want to go right now. I know you were telling a bit of a story about uh, the the Nipa brew, and let, let's go back to that one because I like that, that sort of insight that you gained from there. And you were saying that the insight you gained was when you were in the UK studying for your for your master's degree. Um, mm-hmm. You realized that the insight came when you were drinking in a pub, right? That's sort of where the insight came. Tell us a bit more about that one because it's nice to relate it to what what's happening here. Uh, I guess coming from you know when. Coming from my background, uh, studying in a local university, uh, and then you know, um, scientists, you know, the science buildings—it's just beside the business buildings. But I never got to meet uh, the the business people, my the, my batchmates who are in the business college, and and I, and I was like, how is this? Where 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 can innovation spark if um, if these mm. two great um, people don't meet the, the science people and then the business people. So, you know, when, when I was in, in Cambridge, um, that's what I really appreciated. All of their networking actually are, are either, you know, ha, have, have some kind of a beer. So the whole school, my, uh, there's like some beer to loosen up the tongues and, and have these conversations uh, between Sponsored university in pub, right? The pub is the place where everybody gets together and the university even says, yeah, the sponsor, it's, it's part of the culture, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And you know, it's not it's not there to get to get drunk, but to, to let the creative juices flow. Um, and so our tap room is also designed designed for that, uh, you know, to to be a safe space uh, where where you know um, people who enjoy different flavored craft beers uh, and our um, plant-based dishes come together and discuss uh, big world problems, uh, talk about solutions in, in a big picture sense. So I'm, I'm really happy with what we have uh, at the moment and ha- how I am sparking um, conversations and innovations as well with our food products. So, yeah. Got that. So I want to find out. So after you had the idea, okay, um, I know that Local beer might be something that's different, and and I understand the pain point you were saying. Uh, beer is nice for for it's a nice conversation starter. What made you saying I'll make my own beer, and what would have been your different differential advantage to creating your own beer? At that at that point, um, I, I guess like uh, me and my classmates or um, co-founders were spoiled for choice. Uh, in the EU, in the in the UK, um, you know they have all sorts of beers, and then you know coming back here, um, yeah, you have your imported beer, and then you have your local big beers, uh, or we call them the big beers. You know, they're uh, of course they're delicious. I'm not saying that uh, the commercial beers locally from, from the Philippines are not. They're cheap and delicious. Uh, they get 
they get things done ganyan um but i felt that as as a young food entrepreneur uh, at that time more of like biotech i wanted to understand uh the beauty of like the ingredients the fermentation science uh the different the different um natural uh, resources natural ingredients that we have and mix them all together and come up with different styles of uh craft beer to showcase to to the filipinos that hey there's more to beer than these big beers um and why don't you try to enjoy living life a little be more adventurous and and try uh, different flavors and at that time i think even until now we're just following the trend that uh filipinos being um i guess economically more advanced uh now compared to maybe 20 years ago they're also looking for choices uh, and mm-hmm. and more food and more choices and and that's where the explosion of like, all these artisanal products uh come in as well so uh, from your artisanal liquors to artisanal craft beers to Uh, even food um so many different concepts of restaurants coming up and i guess uh and that's why i think mercato is also a good uh, parang breeding ground for all of this uh, creativity and innovation so yeah well, mercato is actually built to be a small food business incubator for businesses like uh like worth the worth the health or umani and of course people like nipa brew guys we'll call up kami very soon and like you know for those listening to the program <laughs> but then so when you had the idea what well, omar recursion i had If it, the, the idea was strictly fermenting in your head when you were in the UK, you know what? What made you come home? I mean, you had you were like you're saying you were spoiled for choice for beer, but you were also spoiled for choice for alternative employment. Not in the Philippines, you could have chosen mm-hmm. to work outside. What brought you back? And what are the opportunities that you saw here in the Philippines that said, okay, it's worth coming back to? Oh, this is a tough question because you know there is this nationalistic fervor parin, um, <laughs> from Ateneo. <laughs> it's uh, you know it's I, I, we, we, I want to give back. Um, we I want to give back and I felt that I could uh, I was very energetic. I was very young at that time. Uh, I wanted to give back and and through entrepreneurship I felt that I could give back and to make an impact uh, at that time no in um, back in the Philippines. More than you know, the Philippines I felt needed me more than than the rest of the world, and it's uh, it's part of that entrepreneurial journey that, um, or or at least like impact uh, entrepreneurship, where you wanted to give back as well to uh, to the place where you know that took care of you anyway, um, or where you were born. So uh, yes, uh, at that time that was the mindset um, to to bring back learnings. From abroad, from the UK, and then bringing it back to to the Philippines, uh, that has evolved um, a bit. Now that I want to bring, now that I want to showcase Philippine creativity and Philippine innovation to the world, so uh, it's a very it's a very fun journey um, so far in this. Uh, the Jesuit uh, is strong in you, huh? The Jesuit influence is strong in you. I can see that. Yeah. I can feel that. Really great. Really great to hear. Really great to hear. But the next question is: Okay, you came back. But then now you have the idea. But then, just like in any startup, how did you implement it? Uh, how did you find, uh, I guess, first of all, the resources and the capital, and uh, where did you get actually the materials to, to begin this? How did you start it off? Of course, um, I think like any, you know, even even if the family is uh, into business, uh, I was asked to bootstrap it myself for for the first uh, maybe few months. Um, uh, You know, they were they were also thinking. You know, uh, no one knew what is what is craft beer. No one knows what is food innovations. Uh, what kind of business is that? 
So, and you know, siguro as a fresh graduate as well, um, post-graduate uh, student, they were like, are you serious about going entrepreneurship? So, uh, so yes, they they did offer support after they realized that I was willing to be a broke for, for a long time uh, in, in really bootstrapping um, uh, the first ventures. Uh, you know, they, but at, at, at the middle of it, you know, they, they provided some funding, uh, allowed me to buy some tanks, some of my fermenting tanks. Uh, but for the most part, um, there's a huge bootstrap paren, uh, for the first few years of, of Nipa Brew. And, uh, but that's when, you know, I got my customers excited. Uh, I got investors excited. And that's when um, funding came in. And it was also that journey uh, that brought me to the plant-based alternative protein um, startup that, that we have right now. Interesting. So uh, when you went back home, so it's a combination of bootstrap and, of course, uh, you know, funds from family and friends, which I understand, right? But then um, how did you actually put the resources together? I mean, because you had the skill set already, you were able to set up your own plant at the house at once? Is that what you did? Or did you do some, like they say, did you do a minimum viable product, as they would put it in the startup world? How did you actually get the first batch of beer out? That's a, that's a very good question as well. So uh, at that time, um, the difficulty with uh, with craft beer is uh, there's a minimum investment to to get the tanks, to get the... Uh, you could do the homebrew, but you know it, it's really different from a little bit of a more commercial craft beer uh, setup. So you need to invest in tanks now, and and they cost uh, to upwards of a few hundred thousand to to even like a few million pesos. Um, that's, I guess, part of the risk that uh, I had to take um, without really having a formal training of uh, craft brewing, but just that. A passion and wow. uh, really impressive. wanting, wanting impressive. to go. So YouTube <laughs> and Google are very helpful in teaching me the first recipes of the beer making. When you're young and you felt that uh, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, <laughs> and then uh, now that you realize, and and like you've mentioned, you know, after going through it several, uh, you know, you get smarter and smarter. Um, as the days go along and, and really absorbing it all in. But I, I guess at the end of it all, it's making your consumers, cons- customers happy. When you see them, parang, when you see them happy and really uh, thankful for the products that you have, uh, it, it just takes away all the hardships and difficulties and, want, and, and makes you want to continue and, um, and continue to grow. Wow. So the first batch, you had, you had to invest in all those things first, the hundreds of thousands of the tax before you actually produce your first batch. Is that right? Uh, yeah, because I, I guess, uh, well, another interesting story is why did I choose beer as the first, as the first product? At that time, Sabigo, I was enjoying uh, beer um, and I was going into, into entrepreneurship um, head on. So I said, you know, there will be very good days. There will be very bad days. If I'm happy, there's beer. If I'm sad, there's beer. If it becomes a bad batch, we'll, we'll just finish it. We'll just drink everything. Uh, so that was, I like that entrepreneurship mentality. That, that, that's very interesting for me. And then well, when you did it, I mean, another question I had is that 
your background is strong in in product, I guess R and D because that's where you came from. But how did you do with them? How did you go about the marketing of this one? Because not to say that you're not marketing son, but marketing isn't something that seemed to be your, your track, right? How did you how are you able to market the beers and create the different flavors? I think what's what's good with a craft beer community is when you're in that community. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People gravitate towards that. All sorts of people from, from corporate marketing to, to everyone seems to enjoy a good beer, a craft beer. So I had to go out of my way to look for uh, partners or potential uh, um, employees also who are um, who enjoy the craft beer. So it's all about. Parang, at that time, I remember we were all part timers. Uh, you know, they couldn't. I couldn't pay them. They couldn't leave their jobs. So okay, part time na lang lahat. Uh, we're helping out for for sweat equity or what. Uh, and you know, out of you know that passion talaga to to create a consumer facing craft beer brand. You had to scrape through uh, all your connections and contacts list. So I think like we all started there. Uh, we make marketing, make graphic designer. Uh, we, we that was my day one as well. I was the driver. I was delivering my first cases of beer. Uh, I was the one pitching to to the bars. To I uh, know I was opening the bottles in front of them. Oh, try it, try it, lang, uh, Picking up the bottles for reusing for recycling. So I, I went through all of that. Being in bazaars at that time, usong usong yung mga bazaar, the Rockwell or whatever. Yeah, I was, I was setting up, you know, in my tiny wigo, um, cases and cases of beer. I can fit in the whole booth sa loob ng small car na yon. Uh, and yeah, setting it up, you know, um, going home past midnight just to uh, scraping it up. So you know, I, I I think I went through the motion. Uh, yeah. Anyway, good days, bad days. There's always beer, right? Yes. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, sa bahay, okay, there's a bottle waiting there. <laughs> but the, my question now is, okay, um, you know, you've gone through the. It seems that you know you were. I mean, for me, you seem to be like a risk taker, which is great. That's that's what entrepreneurship is about. There's big risk, and you know, people, what people don't know is like you said, there's good days and bad days, and on those bad days, you really want to quit. Were there were there times that you said to yourself, like any entrepreneur? Um, uh, this is too much. Let me just go back to the family business, or let me go back to the UK and and uh, find some work over there. Did you have? Did you encounter those days? Every day, 
every it's still it's still going on uh, every day um like uh, so uh yeah but i guess as entrepreneurs you know we don't uh, there's just something that in our brains that you know we just don't give up um if there's a will there's a way there's a, if there's a way there's a, we'll we'll try it we'll try it we'll keep trying Um, and I think that's also the beauty of entrepreneurship. Uh, life is never boring. It can get very dangerous and risky when, uh, now that I, I have uh, two young kids as well. So oh, yes. like, now, even naman yung considerations, uh, how long can we, can we keep doing this, um, with our, with our partners, with our co-founders as well. I know everyone around me is suffering, uh, uh with me, um, which is very, I guess, like uh, you know, it, it's also heavy on um, a burden on me to to be supporting uh, a lot of people around me. So it's it's not a it's not a very easy journey, uh, and it's I always ask that every day. Um, kaya pa ba? Kaya pa ba? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a self awareness check. Yes, but I, but you know, just to let you know that that's what we all go through. So we're okay. Uh, I mean, that this is what all entrepreneurs go through. People usually just see, and I have to say, like people see your award. For a one billion side, but they don't see the sort of stress that entrepreneur goes through every day uh, to yeah. get there. Uh, and then eventually, there comes also a point when you do business where you say, "Parang, oh my God, I made it!" Or at least you know, "Wow, it's gonna work," you know, or you know, "I've, I've reached some sort of personal milestone." When was that for you when you were doing Mipa? I guess uh, when the products. Um, kind of maybe like detached from me. I, initially, syempre, I'm, I was the I'm the face of the company. I'm the one promoting it. Ah, yeah, yeah. You're I don't know. You're what are you doing? You're Stephen from Nipa Brew, and then suddenly, parang uh, Nipa Brew is is becoming its own brand and name. And then uh, when they when they met me, parang oh, so what do you do? Oh, I'm with Nipa Brew. Oh, how long have you been? Oh, I'm the founder. What? <laughs> so I was like, oh wow, that's a pleasant surprise. Now you know Nipa Brew before you know me already. So uh, it's like a baby, na parang, oh, out there in the world, um, making a name for itself. Um, it's yeah. also very fulfilling to to have that experience. Yeah, really great story. I mean, like for me, I mean, if I if I may share, like with Mercato, it was at one point when people said, "Oh, I go to Mer- I mean, what do you do, RJ? I put up Mercato. Oh, you put up Mercato. I, I eat there. It's it's a it's a it's a great feeling to know that you know you're not." People don't go there because of who you are. People go yeah. there because they enjoy the product or service that you're offering, right? Yeah, when you have strangers paying for the, and not just your family and friends <laughs> buying your products. <laughs> it's, it's for real na. Totoo na yan. Diba? Negosyo na to. <laughs> Wait, I want to show them right now. Ivan, let's show it right now. For those who are interested to get some Nipa Brew, no? let's just show the website of Nipa Brew. That's nipabrew.com, uh, if I'm correct. Where is it available yeah. here right now? So we mostly do B2B for, for Nipa Brew. Uh, we sell in bars. We sell to hotels. Uh, we also do events. So if you have corporate events uh, like Oktoberfest or weddings or even beer appreciation, uh, we have mobile bars. We have mobile pubs uh, that we can send to your event with a, with a tap system and the kegs. And you could pour fresh beer on tap um, in, in your event, right? At your event, whether that's in a beach or in an events place. Uh, but you could also visit our tap room. It's in uh, Kamagong Street in San Antonio, Makati. And uh, yeah, you could get fresh beers on tap, 
So we also do bottles. We can we can com- customize our labels to if you have like a, a celebration, a despedida, or a birthday, uh, you could order parang customized labels as well. Um, yeah. Besides, well, of course, the great yeah. tasting craft beer. Uh, yeah, if you're a bar as well, you could ask us to contract brew for you. We could create that flavor for you, and then um, a special flavor for you for your own bar for your own uh, business. So, so that's where Nipa Brew is. Wow! And um, the interesting thing is, how also did you come up with the flavors for Nipa Brew? So we have to. Uh, I, I I don't like to uh, say any big beer brand names. Uh, <laughs> but yun yung kinagisnan yun yung ng mga Pinoy. Eh. Uh, oh. I grew up drinking, uh, our parents grew up drinking um, the regular, the commercial beers. So we have to have to kind of be similar to them, but also different. Uh, so that's a very tricky, I guess, um, formulation or creativity where we have to play in the middle of a familiar beer flavors. So uh, we desi- we have to design it for Filipinos as well uh, who likes something sweeter, um, something fruitier, compared to very dry, very bitter. Uh, so that's where Nipa Brew is. We are in the until now we consider ourselves as the like entry level, parang entry level craft beer. Um, I see. You're not. We are we are trying to transition a generation from uh, drinking just the regular big beers to uh, the craft beers. So we are that entry level uh, midpoint. And, and having said that, no, I often ask people here, what's the secret sauce? What makes the beer, I guess, what makes Nipa Craft Brew a bit different from the other craft brews that are out there? Is there something distinguishable? Is there a sustainable competitive advantage of what you guys do? Especially for you, given you've got the sort of background in, in science. Yeah, the Pasig River water. Nah, joke. <laughs> That's my usual joke. <laughs> no, we, uh, we don't. Of course, we don't know. So the beauty of beer, it's it's actually just four basic ingredients: um, your malt, your hops, your yeast, and water, which is ninety percent of beer. So we really have to take care of the water. But these different combinations uh, of quality ingredients become the flavor of uh, the quality flavor as well. And of course, a big creative part would be from the brewer, from our brewer. Uh, so I'm also thankful for, for my partner who's a chemist professor, chemistry professor, and who has a PhD in brewing. Uh, so that's where also the, the flavor comes in, um, the creativity of the brewer. So we really like to showcase the person uh, brewing behind the beer. So that's the, that's the story. And we're we're very happy. You can come. You can check our brewery. You, we we tour you around the brewery. I show you the ingredients. There's no problem. There's no there's no secret to this, but uh, quality and um, I don't. I can even show you the recipe. It's it's okay, uh, but it's very diff- it's not difficult to brew, but uh, to maintain that quality. So read for for me, quality is number one. Um, and of course, customer service. Right? We're all we 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 all train to. Uh, to really, you know, kind of bend over backwards uh, for our customers as well to, for them not only to enjoy the product, uh, but the whole experience. So I guess, you know, uh, with any business, yeah, that's the that's the secret recipe. Got that. So thanks so much for sharing uh, this part of your story uh, with regard to Nipa Brew. Now, this time around, I want to shift now to, to Umani. Um, it's Umani now this time around, for those who don't know, 
I, did you get a chance to explain earlier on what you do for Umani? A uh, little bit, yes. So Umani is the uh, the brand that we have for our plant-based meats and seafood and other plant-based protein solutions, um, including uh, we have plant-based parang cheese sauces or uh, dairy. We're also working with other legumes, looking for the protein uh, the protein inside them to not to replace your meat, but to complement um, to complement your meat. I'm not trying to uh, replace lechon. You know, it's it's a very cultural thing. Uh, pero yung mga sisig, pwede na yun. Yung mga tabi-tabi, mga giniling, ganyan. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's where uh, the plant-based protein comes in. And we're, we're so much healthier than the products that we are trying to replace. So yun naman, it was, it was born out of the pandemic uh, with the... Did you happen to be a vegetarian or uh, uvalak to vegetarian? I'm not. That's why you uh, the idea. I'm more plant-based, so it's called parang flexitarian. Uh, so a flexible vegetarian. Uh, as much as possible, I uh, I look for um, plant-based, but, you know, parang culturally, it's really difficult for the Philippines. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. family, handaan, ganyan, laging may, laging may meat. Uh, sometimes, I, you know, it's just too... Uh, quite inconvenient to avoid them. That's why we're creating products that are uh, really convenient uh, for you um, to, to try. So we see that pain point as well. Na it's, uh, for the Philippines, it's very inconvenient to, to eat more plant-based. Uh, so we're there. Um, again, hopefully it's a solution that there's a problem too. But so yeah. far, uh, it's a, yeah. No, I was going to say, because I was actually vegetarian for 10 years. I was an ovo-lacto vegetarian for 10 years. And mm. I went back to becoming a pescatarian now i am an everything eater so uh, okay, okay. i'm always very happy to support uh, a plant-based diet so um yeah. i want to go back to the idea so that's not this is what i'm curious about diba? so you were saying earlier on uh, you created beer and of course every day is a struggle right as an entrepreneur yeah. and then all of a sudden you choose to introduce another another pioneering <laughs> product. i mean put it to put it rather bluntly or rather pessimistically masakit na ulo mo sa beer, sumakit pa yung ulo mo sa isang brand na very trailblazing, di ba? What, what brought you to that point? Sabi ko, kaya kong itong dalawa. Or you just saw pain point, pain point, parang ganyan. You know, of course, you know, you see you see an opportunity and you feel that you have the idea that fits the opportunity. It's not always correct, but I, we saw it especially, uh, we, we actually started the R&D uh, before the pandemic happened. Okay. And, Kahit paano, the pandemic accelerated that uh, the health trend. Um, of course, everyone was more careful of their health. And we were actually, I think, quite benefiting for, uh, for that. Everyone was at home. Everyone was paying attention to their diet. So uh, it was, we, we, we saw that opportunity and we thought that it was the perfect time to also launch uh, this plant-based uh, meat brand. And previously, I was trying, I've been trying to grow Nipa Brew, but... Um, you know, maybe I didn't think through it enough. Uh, craft beer is actually a very local play. Uh, you know, we are appreciated within our community. Kunyari, here in Mahati, ah, itong Nipa Brew from Mahati, uh, this craft brewer from Quezon City, this craft brewer from Pampanga. So parang, it's a very local play. Uh, you know, for, for five years, I was like, oh, I really want to showcase na uh, Philippine flavors to the world. Uh, but there's no way I could get the craft beers out in the world. Um we get all their ingredients. We get the malts, the hops from Europe, from Australia, US, and then put water here, brew it here, put water, and then send them back to the countries where 
Uh, they initially grew young. It doesn't make sense. Oh my God, what, what did I... And then, you know, you saw this opportunity. Oh, um, I had a chance to do a fellowship in Rutgers Food Innovation Center in the U.S. And then like uh, that's, that's where I was able to taste Young Impossible Beyond, you know, the biggest brands in uh, plant-based meat. And then I saw the ingredients. It's like, wait, uh, pea protein, soy protein. Wait, why don't we explore? Um, I see the problem, what they're trying to um, to solve. Like, wait, uh, back in Southeast Asia, you know, these flavors don't fly. It's very westernized. It's very American, uh, European. And then like, uh, okay, um, can we create some some plant-based meat that are for Filipinos, that are for Asians? Uh, and then pandemic happened. And then, you know, um, there's nothing to do. We went back to the lab, research R&D. Uh, we're very happy, uh, not very happy that the market is, is down, but it allowed us to, to do R&D as well. So, so that that was the opportunity. Everyone that that sector was so hot globally. So it was my my chance to uh, showcase Filipino talent and creativity to the world. Now to the world. Um, so so the challenges are, huh? Go, 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 go uh, so so the, I guess the challenges are the same in in a way. You know, like entrepreneurship, brand building, uh, food. Um, Fighting in a saturated market, but again, but but also there are the other challenges of uh, being able to showcase to the world. How do I get these products um, uh, to the global market? So now we're looking. Now I'm actually quite happy that we have that opportunity to showcase it to the world. Unlike Nipa Brew, for example, it's a very Filipino brand. It's a very local brand, uh, but with Umani, uh, we're getting interest. Uh, globally or at least in Europe and in the uh, other Southeast Asian region. So again, that's, I guess that's, that's kind of fulfillment. We're not earning yet. We're not really earning yet, but, uh, but that's um, when we see traction, when we see that our food creations are being appreciated, not just by Filipinos, uh, but by foreigners, I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, uh, I can die happy now. No, I cannot die yet. I have so much to do. (laughs) You won't digest it because you're having plant protein, so you're still okay. You're still okay, Stephen. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I want to ask, Lang, so I want to go back to, so you were actually developing it even before the pandemic, and you were saying that the pandemic accelerated the development of, of your plant-based protein foods. Um, just as a matter of when you develop a new product, were you also bootstrapping this one, or were you, were you using the earnings from... Nipa Brew to, to come over here. I mean, for other entrepreneurs are also looking at that, you know, how do I expand my business? Where do I get the capital? Especially going to a second yeah. business. Yeah, so uh, uh, initially, that was that, to do the initial um, uh, uh, R&D. I kept my salary low. Uh, I was getting the earnings from Nipa Brew um, and, and doing this R&D, which I felt uh, has a more global potential. Uh, and then when the when the pandemic happened, everyone was into this alternative protein. Uh, we were able to raise money. Uh, it was it was also a very new game for me to raise to try to raise money from really like seasoned seasoned investors, uh, VC. So we've raised a little bit of money uh, for for this venture um, for WTH. So now it's a it's a separate company. Yon uh, with with. Uh, with a, so I'm I'm really more focused on uh, on trying to grow this Umani uh, worth the health foods uh, brand. Got that. Now for the first pain point that you solved, right? So there are you, you go okay. I can do plant based protein products. 
And of course, that market is saturated by big players as well. No? What exactly made your product a bit more differentiated from what's in the market here right now? As, the, as, as our company name implies, we're really focused on the health part. Although it's very difficult to market health as a food, because people would think like, oh, healthy, hindi masarap yan. Ah, gawa sa halaman, oh. uh, hindi masarap. So, uh, but that's our, that's our um, we focus on that. Uh, six out of 10, uh, of, six out of 10 causes of deaths are actually nutrition related. Despite of COVID, our top killers in the Philippines are still your um, cardiovascular diseases, cancers, and diabetes. And most of these things can be linked to how bad our diet is right now. So, so that's, a, that's, that's what I wanted to solve, to try to help Filipinos to eat, to eat better and to showcase uh, what we have in the countryside and uh, uh, the plant proteins that I guess we've forgotten. There's a lot of underutilized crops and also adding value to, the, to our farmers. Um, so even with, with mongo, uh, we can add value to that, uh, create, making it into a plant-based meat product um, and, and adding value to everyone who, from, from the farmers to the environment and, and especially to the consumers. So, yeah, I, I am more excited. I mean, like craft beer, of course, makes you happy. But at least with our plant-based meat, it makes you healthy. Ah, uh, great. Some of there's beer that makes you both happy and healthy at the same time, no? <laughs> yeah. When, when people ask me, eh, is, is craft beer healthy? So I go, oh, when you're happy, you're healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that answer. That's a nice uh, politically correct answer about uh, craft beer. Um, but Stephen, so for example, uh, in the midst of, I, I can see now Oman is that the challenge here is to make sure uh, that it's healthy, but it tastes good, right? Kay umani siya, right? Yeah. Like from, it's a play on the word umami, right? So um, in particular, you were, you were developing the product in the midst of the pandemic. I'm just curious, if you go back there, you had the products in the house, you were doing R&D there. How did you get actually market tested during the time? Yeah, so well, we, have to, we have to rely on deliveries, on, on, uh, on sending it out to our consumers. So imagine a battle hardener in our food. No? Parang it was designed to be delivered. Uh, it can survive deli- uh, food deliveries, which was a good training, which was a good training as well. Uh, so yeah, it's not just kami yung nasarapan, uh, but also the uh, people outside uh, where you know all the food deliveries were happening. So we were we were one of those as well, uh, delivering food. Uh, but now it's it's so much um, easier. We're be, we're able to pitch it to uh, to chefs, to uh, to restaurants, and get instant feedback as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, can we just show a picture right now, Ivan, uh, of the Umani website? I'm gonna check out the different food that they have here right now. So the different. Uh, plant-based food products which they have no and so for this one full of good and full of flavor um, when you develop your products um, I understand that you guys can work towards the 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 protein based product but the second portion of it all where you might need to help help with the expertise is the flavor how did you guys develop the man to make sure that it meets the 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 flavor aspect of the product did you bring in a food Scientist, did you bring in chef to help you out with those aspects? Yeah, yes. So we have uh, we have food scientists, we have food techs, and we also have chefs inside the team. Um, so we are now a full fledged uh, food company as well. Uh, we also have like nutritionists who will uh, compute the nutritional val- value. Um, so so yes, it's it's a chef led it's it's just it's a chef led product. 
plant-based center of plate uh, protein um, food experience. It seems to me that you know you've branched out to so many different products. But how did you start off with the first plant, with the first protein product that you thought uh, would sell? Because you know it's a, it's a. I, I assume it's quite a challenge to also sell the first one. Um, what's the first one, and how did you branch out into the different uh, stocking pairs, SKUs, different uh, products that you created from 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 meat? I guess every plant-based meat brand starts with the mince, with the ground, parang ginile and ground meat. That's the easiest to do. Uh, with like soy protein and like uh, we enhance it with our mung beans or uh, jackfruit fibers. Uh, so everyone started because yun yung ano eh, pinakamadali. And then we evolved to to the processed meat products like yung sausages, uh, burgers, and then the Filipino favorites, the tapa. And the, we, we keep challenging ourselves. Uh, this year, we launched our, this one, the Crab Bites, our seafood products. We also have a plant-based tuna. Um yeah, but but we're also exploring other uh, products from from your cream cheese to sauces to uh, other snack, even even some snack items, and we're working with dif- um, different local ingredients, pa. Uh, so from coconut, ganyan, uh, just to really offer a wide array of how you can consume the protein of the the plant protein. So even desserts, we're we're exploring the. So that, I think that's the. Uh, fun thing. It's kind of more complicated than the beer, which is um, just using the same tanks. With this one, we're using different uh, machines, equipment to come up with different textures and formats as well. So it's exciting. Again, I've fallen in love with the solution. Now I'm finding the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and that's one thing I want to ask before we start wrapping things up. You said that you know the thing right now is it, it's a learning process for you to start solution and then problem, fix a problem. That's a bit more of how, how I guess, when you entered into the plant-based protein, proteins, um, what are some of the things where solution came first and then eventually you had to, you know, uh, turn things around where you had to make it a problem that you had to solve first? So we're looking at, we know the, the big picture problem, the health problem, uh, the sustainability problem, and then the, the welfare, uh, animal welfare problem. And these are really legitimate problems uh, across the world. They're, they're more, uh, I guess, recognized in the West, in Northern Europe, in Western Europe, in North America, and less so in Southeast Asia. So we, how, do you, how do we get around this um, like parang cultural mindset that Southeast Asians do not appreciate sustainability as much as uh, the European counterparts? So we're trying to, this solution, uh, yeah, it tastes good. It's a no, uh, thank you na lang, it's plant-based. So, so we never we try not to market our products as plant based, but something like a healthier version, a yummier version uh, than the real meat uh, products that they're. And at the same time, they're doing good. That's why it's full of good and then full of flavor. Uh, so that, that's our tagline. Um, yeah, but surprisingly, if you are in our industry, you'll see many, many new innovative solutions like high moisture extrusion, a cell-based protein, uh, which are which all form part of alternative protein industry, looking for that problem 10 years from now. So it's a, it's a very forward-looking industry, and we hope I hope to see the day when uh, Filipinos and the world eats more sustainably, healthier, and, and really more uh, kind to, to everyone, to the planet, to the farmers, to the animals, and to themselves. Well, I guess, you know, as the, the younger generation comes over, ba, um, the younger generation starts to come into positions of leadership. You know, usually the idea is that, you know, during my time, I'm a Gen X, you know, 
environment wasn't a key concern. It was something that was important, but it was the key concern. But as things evolved, you know, uh, it became a bigger and bigger uh, price point. It became a bigger decision-making point in supporting products. And hopefully, uh, we evolved towards a more purposeful eating habit where it's not just flavor you're looking at when I eat in the place. It has to be flavorful and it has to be healthy at the same time or healthy in the sense that you're supporting the climate at the same time. It might just, like you said, you're a bit ahead of the curve but hopefully um, we get there sooner uh, sooner than later when it comes to your Umani products. Um, you know, I didn't realize, Stephen, that we, you know, we've taken up so much time. It's been a really, really interesting discussion. But what I want to go back here as we start to wrap things up no, is, you know, you've learned so much. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that you've, you've, you've gained a lot of wrinkles, lost a lot of hair. I hope, not too much, I hope. But then <laughs> developing your entrepreneurial spirit, you've made some mistakes along the way. Um, well, can you just share with us a couple of things for the aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring startup people listening to the show here right now? What are the things that you want to share with them, management tips or hacks that you want to share with them that you wish you knew uh, when you were starting out doing business? Maybe just a couple of maybe two or three pieces of advice. For I've, I've, always, uh, yeah, I've always thought that, you know, the world is your plant-based oyster. Um, it's... Uh, there's so many people that are willing to help uh, fellow entrepreneurs. Um, you'll be surprised at how many entrepreneurs are more willing to help than try to be secretive and confidential. It's the same uh, for me, for myself. Um, I'm sure like even RJ, who's like uh, putting up uh, food incubators, uh, the same with, with us. We, we, are, we open our facilities to, uh, to food entrepreneurs as well, um, who wants to collaborate, who wants to uh, work on food solutions. Uh, yeah, you'll, you know, seek and you shall receive. And I think that's very true. Um, that's something that, you know, I think, I think we, ha- we all have to learn. Um, we don't learn it in school to, to share, to share notes. Uh, but you realize as an entrepreneur, we don't know everything. And sharing notes is, uh, is a given for, for any entrepreneur. And uh, in, in my journey, um, I've seen more helpful people than uh, people who don't want to help. Um, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing as well to get enter, to, to entrepreneurship and you do see the beauty of humanity um, helping each other out. So uh, I think that's the beauty of the entrepreneurial community as well. If you're a true entrepreneur, you're more willing to help, you're more willing to share um, than what you want to to get back. And I think that's true to, uh, for a majority of entrepreneurs. So ask around, um, get feedback, get your mentors. Um, it's you, you have, I think your biggest uh, enemy, your biggest ano nga, is yourself. Uh, preventing yourself from going out there, from thinking out of the box. Um, it's your fear. It's, it's your fear and it's, uh, that, that's what you have to overcome, um, firstly. Got that. Actually, speaking of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship, I've got here listening to you here right now, Eric Darrell Lim here at the comment box. I, I want to highlight Eric's comment. Uh, Eric Darrell Lim recently says, congrats, Stephen Michael Go. I'm not sure if you know. Do you know Eric? Yes, Eric, Eric. Of course, of course. Great, okay. Uh, I so don't. Let, my, I must, let me I just tell you, Eric. Eric just recently won also in the Young Market Masters Awards for yes. Entrepreneurial Marketing Congrats for his product. Uh, he's also a graduate of a Masters of Entrepreneurship at the Ateneo Graduate School of Business. He was actually the an ambassador because of his great grace. He's an ambassador for the Ateneo Graduate School. Thanks so much, Eric, for listening in. Uh, I'll probably have you, Eric, very soon on, on your next pro on the next uh, the next podcast. Would love to hear also your own story. So, like you said, you're right. People like Eric listening over here and Stephen. There are a lot of you out there who are willing to share your expertise, 
Um, thanks so much for sharing your story. Again, for those who want to find out more about Nipa Brew, you can go to their website. That's nipabrew.com. Is that right, Stephen? Yes, nipabrew.com and eatumani.com. Eatumani.com. Again, thanks so much for your time, Stephen. And thanks again to the people from the Ramon V. Del Rosario Club Awards for allowing me to feature Stephen Ko of uh, Worth the Health, WTH Foods, and of course, Nipa Brew. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the RGLDS podcast. We will see you in the next podcast. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Uh, Stephen, stay around. We'll talk after this. Thanks, guys. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.